Hey, all you nature nerds, this is You're Gonna Die Out There. Peace Corps edition. Megan, it's part two of Peace Corps Week stories. Peace Corps Week stories. Yep. Happy again. Happy 60th anniversary of the Peace Corps. For Peace Corps. Yeah. Not not for us. No. Yes. Not yet. Hopefully someday. One day. We had one episode so far with some pretty hilarious stories that we got from Return Peace Corps volunteers. Thank you for your stories. Yes, thank you very much. They were enjoyable. They were. We shared a few of ours. We did. Probably won't do that on this one. Yeah, no. I think it's good. We have <laughs> we have a lot of good stories. No one wants to listen to our boring old stories. Probably, yeah. We'll probably end up sharing them like when we digress on all of our other episodes. Definitely. Like we do. All the time professional digressors. So we have another, I don't know how many. Selection. We have another selection of 12 stories. We have some repeat Peace Corps who gave us a couple stories. Yeah. And we'll just put them, some of them we'll put together. Mm -hmm. And then we're actually going to have one more episode of Peace Corps stories. Bonus. It's going to be a bonus episode. Because there were just so many that we wanted to share. Yeah. There are a lot of good ones. We want to share as many as we can. And if anybody's story didn't get shared, it'll probably pop up on another episode. So just hang in there. Guaranteed. And send us more. Yeah. Because we'll just keep it going. We're going to try to squeeze these three in during Mm -hmm. Peace Corps week if we can. If we can. And then we'll share some more later on down the line. Definitely. And if you shared a story and it was just like a partial story and we were like, oh, my God, we need to know more. And you want to share that, please, please send us more. Yeah. And another thing, we didn't say people's names on the last one because we weren't sure. Mm -hmm. But we kind of talked about it and we are going to just say the first name. Yeah. And hopefully that's okay. And if you want us to give you a full shout out, we will 100 percent do that. Just let us know. You want your middle name, your your confirmation name, whatever, all the things. We'll your do address, it. phone number, no problem. <laughs> no, we won't do that. No. So, without further ado, we'll, we'll start it off. Yeah, let's get this going. Look at us being so quick, so efficient. Oh my god, <laughs> it's Count yourself lucky <laughs> or unlucky if you like our banter. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's just we'll just get we'll just get right to it on these right. core episodes. We're doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our first one is from Naomi, and she writes: "Found a bush rat sleeping in the Ziploc bag I had, full of tampons and toilet paper. Mm. But more interesting than that." I served in Benin, which is the birthplace of voodoo. Fun. Wow. I witnessed the rain being held back for a soccer game. One of the most incredible things I've ever seen and would take many paragraphs to describe it adequately. Naomi, send us those paragraphs. We want to know. We We want to know know all the things. I have been to Louisiana. I've been to New Orleans many times. Mm -hmm. And it is fascinating. It's fascinating and it's so frightening. Do you remember the movie? It was actually the book and then the movie Serpent and the Rainbow. No. 
You don't? No. It's about how they can make people into like zombie slaves. What? Oh, girl. Maybe we should do an episode on zombie slaves. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah, it's it's super scary and but really interesting. But another thing is where we served, there was also people who could change the weather. Yes. I met a man who could do that. Yeah. In the village. And everyone was like, I mean. They 100% believe it. Oh, yeah. But they really only use it for like really special Mm -hmm. occasions. Like it can't be just any old thing. Right. But yeah. just wanted to be sunny today. But it's definitely and something that I think was much more a part of the past Mm -hmm. when more people believed and things but still there so super interesting for sure send us more naomi we want to know all of it the next story is summer and her story is i had been gone from my hut for about a week when i got home i reached into a bag to grab something and pulled out a snake good lord more snake stories (laughs) i threw that thing across the room so fast and ran out of my yard screaming unfortunately i didn't see where it went and my host family and i could never couldn't find it needless to say i didn't sleep much that night neither would i I served in Zambia, so chances are pretty high that it was a cobra or a mamba. Ooh. Golly. Can you imagine? I love snakes, although also I wouldn't want a super venomous snake. I appreciate snakes from a distance. Right, I right. mean, there's some, like, harmless snakes that I've held and whatnot, like boas and such. Yeah. I mean, not completely harmless, but not but, venomous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, no thank you. I think I'm going to read the next two because they're from the same person. Okay. Yeah. These next two are from Rebecca. And her first story says, woke up one night in my hut in Senegal to a very loud thump on my roof. Stayed up for a long time praying that whatever it was wouldn't fall through the thatch and get me. In the morning, the villagers told me that it was a baboon. But really, it was a witch in the shape of a baboon. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, they told her it was a witch in the shape of a baboon? That's what I'm thinking. They're like, it was a baboon, but really, it's it's just someone, like, it's a witch who's trying to make you think That is the creepiest thing ever. Yes. I don't want a witch in the shape of a baboon. I don't think I'd want either. Not uh, Yeah, a baboon or a witch in the shape of a baboon. No need. (laughs) Baboons are really intimidating and scary. I have heard. Yeah, I remember going to Bali mm-hmm. and going to the monkey forest in Ubud. Yes. And those long-tailed macaques. Just, I hated it. They were, well, it's like there were some of them that were so, maybe it was like the older ones. They would just like sit there and they would be groomed and it looked so cool. But then there would be like little ones that would come after you and like jump on you and bare their teeth. I saw one chase a guy with a, the longest stick. I've ever seen. And it was insane. I was so scared. I mean, it's if there's just one, okay. Right. But they're like all over you. They're everywhere. They're they'll jump on you and they're just like, I mean, they're super intimidating. I was not into that. I was like, let's get the hell out of here right now. I'm not into monkey forest. Don't want it. Don't (laughs) want to be part of it. Just let them live their lives and I'll live mine somewhere else. Right. I was in South Africa. I think I mentioned this in the other episode, but for graduate school mm-hmm. and we were staying, we were camping in this kind of like canyon area mm-hmm. and there were all these baboons like lined up on the ridge of the mountain mm-hmm. and they would just sit and stare at us and they would take turns like standing watch over us. So one would come and sit and they would, one would run over and sit somewhere else and they just 
watched us. Oh, no. And I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm really uncomfortable with that. I mean, they're pretty far away, but I was like, at any moment, they could just run down and (laughs) 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 be terrible. I mean, I feel like primates in general are very strong. Yes. And crazy things can happen. And you know my fear. I know. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. In another episode. One day. Very soon. Oh, God. This is the second story from Rebecca, where she said, Another time, village kids found a litter of kittens and decided to chase them. The kittens ran everywhere to get away, including one enterprising little kitten who saw a hole and jumped in. It was the hole to my latrine. Gross. (laughs) I spent a whole afternoon trying to figure out how to get it back out. Finally, a long pole with a big rope wrapped around it did the trick. The kitten was able to climb up and then decided to thank me by running into my hut while covered in shit. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Those were great. Oh, man. Oh, man. Poor kitten. Poor you and poor kitten. Uh But thank you for saving the kitten. Can you imagine? That was nice. Yeah. That poor cat. (laughs) All right. The next one comes from Chelsea, and it's along the same lines where, uh, as the last one. So she writes, there's only one safari park in Ghana, and one time we had a Northern Region Peace Corps meeting there. There were lots of us staying at the old hotel. In the mornings, the baboons get on the metal roof and jump around and look for all the things baboons look for. Like, she put in quote parentheses, another day a baboon stole a friend's glasses. Oh, God. I went outside to see what was going on and stupidly left the door open. And my other two roommates were still in bed. <laughs> She's like, dot, 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 dot. You can guess what happened next. A baboon jumps down and goes into our room. It's freaked out. We're freaked out. It's running in circles in the room. <laughs> and I somehow managed to get in the room and passed it and managed to shoo it out. <laughs> I think I threw crackers out the door to get it. But the memory is a bit hazy at this point. These baboons were used to people, and since they hung out at the hotel all the time, if it had truly been a wild one, I think we would have been in some serious trouble. For, for real. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yikes. Those, those are like tourist baboons. Those are like the nice baboons. Yeah. They're like, oh, crackers. And it runs Yay, out. And crackers. stealing glasses. They're probably yeah. like putting them on. Just wearing them. They have like, like eight different pairs of glasses. <laughs> Just wearing them and like sitting at the restaurant, like reading the newspaper. It's like like when you when you get older and you have like your readers, but then yeah. but then you also have your sunglasses and your like your regular prescription for driving. Yeah. It's so you like just got the, you the got different... them all stacked up. Yeah. Yeah. That was the baboon. And even if you saw if I if I saw my glasses on a baboon, I'd be like, you can just keep those. Just keep them. I'm good. You know what? They look good on you. They make you look amazing. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. These next two are from Susie. Uh, She writes, Black mambas living in my mango trees, and when students tried to find the mating pair, they only found one. So to scare the other away, they put a straw mat they wrap bodies in into the trees to warn the others away. This was in Cadiola, the Ivory Coast. So they would put a body of another, like a dead snake? I'm, yeah, I want to know, does she mean a straw mat that you wrap around human bodies or snake bodies? It seems like human bodies. Like, I know about burials. There's some burials in other countries, like especially burials at sea. This, you know, wrap someone in a straw mat and drop them into the ocean. I don't know, Susie. We need to know more. I want to know what kind of, I want to see a picture of this mat. I mean, not with a dead body. In or, the, yeah, maybe the mat was just there. So it's four dead bodies, but they put it there so people wouldn't go near it. Right. Because they would know, like, this is means you're going to die. This is a dead body mat. Yeah. 
That means don't go here. You're going to be in the mat. That's so creepy. Uh, So her second story says, did I mention the mamba that lived, turns out, in my outdoor shower (gasps) and decided to drop down while I was pumping water? It was nicely camouflaged by the clump of algae that came with it. Fastest shower ever in the Ivory Coast. For sure. I don't, I just don't know how. I don't know how these volunteers did it. I, you know, I want to know what their medical book looked like. You know, like we had that one that was like, like things that might be in the sea, things that might be on land, whatever. But I'd want to see if theirs has to be way thicker. Way thicker. And I mean. Here's your anti-venom. I want to know, like, have there been Peace Corps volunteers that have died from mamba bites? There has to have been. sounds like an episode to me, Jen. Peace Corps. Death. I have definitely read about Peace Corps who die. Like there was that one girl, I think when we were serving, who was in the Philippines. Well, the Philippines, but I'm thinking of the girl who got attacked by a shark in uh where was that? Wasn't it in Kiribati? Oh yeah. Right when we first started. Oh and right. That movie Open Water had just oh, come God. out. We had and just we watched it. Went to see it in yes. the theater. Yes. And it was like when we were in training. Yeah. And it, then they're like, oh, by the way. This girl in Kiribati died. Yes. She got eaten by a shark. And we were like, what the fuck? We're like, we're never going in the ocean. Not yeah. happening. That, that, and I mean, there's, I. Oh, I not what? Kiribati, Tonga. Tonga. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But there's been quite a few that I've heard about or read about. And some that, yeah, that happened while we were volunteers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's a real downer episode, but maybe we can. For sure. We can do that sometime. Yeah, we'll plan some downer episodes. Yeah. But mostly we like to we like to yuck it up. Well, especially that it's like we're celebrating Peace Corps. So this we're is doing truth. we're doing fun stories. We're being celebratory. Yes. And later we will be super downers. Looking forward to that. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so and you know, because that's why our podcast is called You're Gonna Die Out There. But you're not. But you're not. You're not. That's Listen. the point. We're trying to tell you all the things. Don't worry about it. So you don't. <laughs> exactly. And most Peace Corps don't. This is the truth. Yeah. But the Mambas are not helping oh. the situation. So the next story is from... Actually, there's two stories again. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read them back to back. This is from Alana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coming from Oregon, I had no experience with cockroaches. Lucky. But it wasn't until... Another volunteer visited after more than a year that there were cockroaches and my place in Ghana was loaded with them. Yuck. But they were better than scorpions. So her next one is about scorpions. Good times. Killed 187 scorpions in my house. How when she counted? One. Two, <laughs> she lined them up. Three. Like pinned them to the wall. Just so <laughs> kept my, a book, right? A my, diary of scorpion <laughs> massacre. <laughs> Today, fifty-seven scorpions. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, my grandfather owned a pest control business service, and really, yeah, so it's kind of random. Uh, I didn't know. And that. yeah, and he had on his desk there was like a little baby food jar, uh-huh. and inside was this like giant scorpion that filled up the whole Ugh. baby food jar. And I remember looking at it and just being like, "Whoa." That's yeah, a, that's an alien. Are cray? They are cray. So anyway, sorry. Let me start. No, no, no. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. killed 187 scorpions in my house until I rode o- rolled over on one in the middle of the night. Oh, oh my god! It was on the back side of my heart, so it felt like I was having a heart attack. Jesus, Alana, that is terrible. Peace Corps came out and bombed my place. Did I said, they? Did they use raid? 
like bombed it, (laughs) I would use like an actual bomb. Nuclear bomb. (laughs) Yes. They said it was fine to sleep there that night. I opted to cross the river and stay with a fellow volunteer. (laughs) Good call. (laughs) When I returned the next day, scorpions had rained down in my room. Oh, my God. The place was covered in them. I had my mom coming the next week. So when we first arrived, I cleared the place of scorpions and tried not to scare (laughs) the crap out of her. It turned out being the biggest flood in my time. And the scorpions came out when when it was wet. I had scorpion dreams for years. So when her mom came, yeah, that's when they had a flood and all the scorpions came out. I'm I, sh- yeah, I think she's saying that it was like 180. Like the reason she had so many was because it was like flooded that year. I don't know, but that is just terrible, especially if her mom was there that time. Oh, my God. Well, I'm just trying to say I'm just saying that like Peace Corps even got the raid bottle Yes. Read on the back that you shouldn't sleep in it, but was like, don't even worry, just sleep here. Oh, yeah. They bombed it and said she'd be okay to sleep that <laughs> like just, night. I just, just caught onto that. Yeah. You're no, good. No worries. <laughs> See, I follow Peace Corps uh, rules well, and regulations. Well, it depends on how her house was right. or hut or whatever. If it was all open, which yeah, most of fine. them are, then probably it was, you know, aired out. <laughs> all right. So this next one is kind of short. It's from Iris. And I really like this one. It makes me laugh. Uh, She says, I spent a night in the bush sleeping in a tree because I hallucinated that my village was planning to use me as a human sacrifice. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Later found out that I had hep A. Does that count? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that one's good, Iris. We need some more of your stories. Yeah. Because we know you've got a lot more. And we need to hear them. When I read that, it made me think of The Burbs, that Tom Hanks movie. Whoa. I know. Well, because you just gave me a major flashback. (laughs) Are we like, that's 80s? 80s. 90s? Oh, God. Late 80s, early 90s. I love that movie. Well, and... Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd is in it? Yeah. He's a... Is Dan Aykroyd? No, no, no. Dan Aykroyd is not in it. Oh, no. His neighbor is that other guy. Jim Belushi? Who is in it? He's kind of like a no-name actor. Oh, God. I feel so bad saying that. But he was in a couple other things. There's... Let's see. uh, Corey Feldman is in it. Oh. He's the next-door neighbor who's, like, younger. Okay. Right? And then his wife is Carrie Fisher. Tom Hanks's wife is Carrie Fisher oh in it. Oh my god! Oh my god! I love that movie so much. I, I will watch feel like it. I need to watch it again. So he has a dream about his neighbors, who everyone in the neighborhood thinks you know is like they're they're making human sacrifices in the basement or something, right. or like eating people. And he has a dream that they are roasting him on a giant barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> it's I vaguely, so I mean, like I probably saw it when it came out. Yeah. In whatever year that was. I, I watch Many it. Many moons ago. I watch it once a year. That's so funny. Because I I love that movie. I love young Tom Hanks. He's oh, so yeah. funny and a little bit raunchy. And there's something about it that's just like, like he does that movie where he's, uh, it's almost like a Peace Corps movie. He goes as a volunteer overseas because he's in love with this girl. Is that Joe versus the volcano? No, 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 no. Oh, also a very good movie. But no, this one is, you have, it's way earlier than that. It's like one of his first movies. And he... All I can think of is like Splash. <laughs> it's, it's earlier than Splash, Jen. What? I know. There's actually... I Listen. I watched I'm, Bosom Buddies. Well, that's That's, also that's way really back. Good. That's way back. Yeah. Yeah. I just... Young Tom Hanks. Well, yeah. Even Tom Hanks now. This is true. I watched Castaway right before I went 
to be a Peace Corps volunteer. <laughs> and Perfect. I was uh, on an island as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I got to the country and I watched that movie with my host family. And the, not the real, but anyway, different host family I was staying with while I was still training. And they thought it was like a comedy. Right. They thought it was hilarious because yes. they're like, this guy doesn't even know how to open a coconut. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to open a coconut. And they're like, and he couldn't make the fire. And they're like, yeah. so after the movie, they took me outside and showed me how to make a fire. And I had to sit there and make a fire until it worked. They're like, when you get stranded, Jen. They're like, yeah, they're like, poor Peace Corps volunteers. You right. guys don't know anything. Okay. This next story comes from Jennifer. And I'm going to read it, Jennifer, because Jennifer... Poisonwood Bible ant scene is real. I knew it. You know, I I talked about that book before. You did. Yeah, I love it. It's one of my favorite books. I still have to read it. I'm sorry, I haven't done it yet. It's okay. It's It's, kind of a long book. Why don't you audible it? Is it audible? I'm. Well, it's got to be. Listen, Jen. Right. It's a really good book. Right now, I'm listening to a Louis L'Amour audible. Um, A Man Called Trent. Listen, I love westerns. One of my favorite books of all time is Lonesome Dove. So there you go. And I actually, I'll give a shout out to my friend Ginger, who was a Peace Corps volunteer with her husband, Alan, in Ecuador. Getting that shout out. She's getting one again. (laughs) And when we were in, when I was in Ecuador visiting them, she bought me the book Lonesome Dove. I was like, I don't want to read a a Western. And she's like, Jen, just take the stupid book. You'll love it. It's so good. And I read it and I was like, this is the best book ever. And you just cried about it. Yeah, I still have it. And I think it's like stamped in there, something from the Ecuador library or wherever we not library. Wherever, wherever <laughs> stole you stole it from. That bookstore we got it from. That's awesome. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to start over again, okay. Jennifer. Okay. Poisonwood Bible ant scene is real in Ghana, friend's site. Never forgot the sight of a million ants over everything. You couldn't see anything beneath it. As fast as they came, they went and ate everything in its path. We were too busy burning rubber and pouring hot water around us to take any pics. Burning rubber. What? I guess that's what makes them stay away. Do yeah. You just, like, that do you ha- just like stand inside like a rubber tire and set it on fire? I don't know, but I imagine they it like repels them from wherever you're at. What would happen, Jen? Would they eat you alive? I imagine if you just laid on the ground and let them crawl over you, they would. <laughs> As someone else said, so many stories, black and green mambas, scorpions and shoes, rattlesnake reading me from behind a tree, Mm. worms, so many of these stories, swarms of bugs, I forget their names, (laughs) and that you wait until the wings come off to grab and eat them. That sounds like a termite. That's a lot of creepy crawlies. Trying to process the carpet of ants. Yeah, there's there's a a scene in Poisonwood Bible about it and it's mm-hmm. frightening and the you know like reading some of these people's stories and I've read other people's stories and it is it's a real deal that sounds awful yeah and I know everybody has a great experience at their Peace Corps regardless of what bugs and whatever's are out there but yeah I feel somewhat happy that I didn't have that agreed especially right. the snakes well so this next story is also about ants uh, it comes to us. Uh, it's another story from Tom During, who we loved his last story about yes. the fertile ants. You remember, like, chasing him, pounding on the door? Yes. Yeah. An, a snake pounding on your door. Right? It's just insane. But it Tom is awesome. We love his story. Uh, so he calls this story the blessing of the army ant invasion. 
I'm kind of stoked. I I like the way he writes too. I know. I love that it. I love that there's a title. Yeah. We have another one for the next episode. We do. <laughs> so exciting! All right. Tom writes: Army ants are no stranger to the people living in southern Belize. My only knowledge of these creatures, though, was from a memory of some cheesy horror film where someone dies in a diabolical evil plot to eliminate a foe by tossing the victim into a massive horde of vicious flesh-eating ants. Sounds about right. Right? Mm -hmm. As as bad as any Bond movie where the victim is thrown into a tank full of sharks. Sharks with lasers on their head. (laughs) (laughs) Little did I know that these army ants were pervasive and prevalent in the place where I had just moved. I had no idea. Whoa. I I think I I would have wanted somebody to tell me about that. Like, by the way. Just so you know. FYI. Army of ants. Coming your way. (laughs) Watch out. Well, I was just getting started in my role as a Peace Corps beekeeping extension (gasps) worker for the Ministry of Agriculture. That's freaking cool as shit. No way. You know, that was, I just wanted to go to, that was the reason I wanted to go to Peace Corps. I was, I read about some beekeeping project in Fiji and I was like, I'm going to go there. And I ended up somewhere else doing something totally different. But but not bees, but Someday, someday I still plan on being a beekeeper. Yeah. He says he was in the early catatonic state of, quote, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Tom, I can 100% understand that volunteer feeling. knows that There's feeling. That, it, that's like the, you, you go in, you're like so excited, you go through training, and yeah. then you like get to your site and you're like, what the hell did what, I just do? What have I just done? I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and for us then, Thanksgiving rolled around and it was just the weirdest Everything was weird. It was the worst. All right. So this was the what the hell am I doing here Mm -hmm. before work really picked up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was in my one room abode that was up on 10 foot stilts to catch what little tropical breeze might drift by. And without electricity, a user self-propelled swinging hammock was my, quote, bush fan. Oh, yeah. I had a piece of cardboard. And at night I would fan myself until I fell asleep, (laughs) woke up in a pool of sweat, fan myself some more. (laughs) I'm with you, Tom. I fell asleep laying in the hammock reading a worn-out novel one afternoon only to awake hearing the sound of hundreds of birds chirping outside. What's going on? Then, to my shock and horror, there were ants all over the floor, walls, chairs, table, and any other surface my freaked-out eyes would point. Oh, my God. Army ants. Oh, no. God, please don't let these creatures find me. Don't let them find the hammock ropes and crawl to my my doom devouring me bite by gazillion bite. Oh, my God. That's what we're just talking about. I know. For what seemed like an eternity, I watched as they explored my little house, going through every shelf on every container of anything, through (gasps) clothes folded neatly on a bench, inside and out of the kerosene two-burner stove, to my dorm room-sized kerosene refrigerator. I didn't even know you could have a kerosene refrigerator. I didn't either. I'm kind of just like, why didn't I have one of those? For reals. Jen. Seriously. And yes, there are such things. (laughs) There we go. And yes, there are such things as a kerosene refrigerator. And it did work from burning kerosene on what would need to be a perfectly trimmed circular wick. That's pretty cool. That is amazing. I almost burned my entire face off on one of those kerosene round stoves. stoves. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're they're, They're no joke. You, You gotta, yeah. Yes. (laughs) They're tricky. Oh, no. Ants were starting to crawl on the rope. Quickly, I started flicking them away with my fingernail. Every now and then, waves of them would start on the rope. Oh, my God. Fleet, fleet, fleet. (laughs) Forefinger off the thumb again and again. From the front rope to the back rope. Fleet. (laughs) Slowly, they seemed less and less interested. I like that, Tom. You're just wearing them down. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, you're just keeping at it. Maybe I'll get through this. Maybe I'll be spared. Or maybe they'll ju- they're just saving the juiciest morsel for last. <laughs> Me. Oh my God, that's terrifying. Maybe they will attack in mass. My fingers won't be fast enough. I just know they will go for my eyes first. Oh, no. oh my God. That is the fear. Oh. That is the fear right there. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a horror movie. This is. Then he says, what the hell am I doing here? Yes. Why all the bird noise? Slowly regaining my composure, I observed something I didn't that didn't happen in the cheesy horror film memory. Other insects were being chased and eaten by the invading army of ants. Lots and lots of insects. Cockroaches, spiders, beetles, scorpions, scorpions. More scorpions. What? These are living in my house? Oh, so it started like the ants were pushing all the other insects yeah. out. Oh, wow. I had no idea I was living with so much life around me. I was so close to one dark step in the night <laughs> to a piercing deadly sting of a scorpion. Have at it, you killer ants. <laughs> Chase those buggers out. Let the birds have at them, too, for the ones who escape. Circle your troops and entrap as many as you can and fill to your heart's content, or more precisely, your little ant, ant stomach's content. That's cute. Maybe you won't be so hungry for what's literally on the ropes. Yeah, so now he's found, like, a friend in the ants. Yeah. Because he's killed. the ants are killing all the other cre- like, creepier stuff. He's like, perfect. Yeah, this do is great. your thing. Finally, after what seemed like hours, they moved on. A few less than even fewer. Down from the walls, off the furniture, off everything, including the hammock ropes. I was spared. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I hop off the hammock, look outside, gone. It was probably only a single hour of terror, but I was exhausted. An hour? I can't imagine. That's a long time. sweating it out? Yeah, that's a long time to worry about ants eating your eyes out. Right? Yeah. Over to the fridge, open it, no ants inside. There, waiting for me in its frosty splendor, was the best tasting beer I ever had. You That's, deserved that beer. You Tom. totally deserve that beer. And I'm so jealous that you had a kerosene burning refrigerator. For what? real. I would have I would have paid thousands of dollars. Not that I had thousands of dollars when I was a Peace Corps yeah. volunteer, but I think I had like a $200 a month stipend. Yeah. I would have given it all. 408. I think that's what we got a month. 408. Oh, 408. But I, I definitely just gave it away. <laughs> just give it to your family. Just like, oh, here you go. <laughs> well, like, please go find us one of those fancy refrigerators. Yeah. We could put beer in it. I want to, we're going to have to find a picture of a kerosene refrigerator. Tom, can you send us a picture? I know Tom's got pictures. He totally does. He tells good stories. So I know he's got I pictures. I love his stories. Yeah, that was so great. Tom, you're a good writer. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Like you. you... We were there on the hammock with you sweating it out. Yeah. Like the whole time. I and I'm glad I'm glad I wasn't actually there. Yes. But I felt your fear. The terror. Yes. Yeah. 100 percent. Well, thank you guys again for all of these amazing stories. Yeah, they were great. We will be back for another so it's a, hey, it's rendition. A, it's another trilogy. It's a it's Peace a tr- Corps trilogy. Peace Corps trilogy for Peace Corps Week. What? What? Yep. So we're gonna have one more that we're gonna throw out the mm-hmm. bonus mm-hmm. with some more stories, and we have another one of Tom's stories, and I can't wait. It's gonna be so it's good. So good. So <laughs> if you have a story, send it to us through email. Uh, you are going to die out there at gmail.com. Also on the contact us page, there's a form you can fill out if you want. Yep. You can just fill it out right there. Let us know if you, you want us to use your whole name yeah. or any other information you want us to share because mm-hmm. we'd love to give you a shout out. Definitely. 
And you can listen to this on Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast. Yeah. So check it out. Also find us on Instagram. You're going to die out there. And Twitter. You're going to die 01. And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review if you are listening to us on one of those. Absolutely. So we love you guys so much. You're our kin. Yay. <laughs> our Peace Corps kin. You're Gonna Die Out There is produced by us, Jen and Megan, and edited by the talented and super nice guy, Jonathan Pillsbury. Thank you, Jonathan. Yay. Yay. Uh, all of this is possible because of an amazing group of Nature Nerd patrons. If you would like to be part of our super cool nerd community on Patreon, just go to our website at you're gonna die out there.com or you can check our link tree on our Instagram page, which is kind of amazing. It is. I'm sorry. But it is. Uh, another way you can support is by leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you do, Jen will send you a really kick ass sticker. You just have to send us your mailing address. I will do it. If I forget, hey, if you left us a review and I didn't send you a sticker, send us an email. Let me know. Just let me know. Uh, also, we would love to hear from you. We get a lot of our stories from listener suggestions. A lot. We kind of steal them. All the time. Yeah. Because um, they're so good. So if you would like to do that, go to our website. We have a contact page at you're going to die out there.com or an email. You're going to die out there at gmail.com. And at the beginning of the episode, we give you a shout out. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And until next time. Don't die out there. Bye. Bye.